All right, I am Haggai Davis III, along with Haggai Davis II, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Our show is a conversation about the past, present, and future of all things technology that we like to keep topical, interesting, and digestible. We want to thank our sponsor, Cardinal Capital, for making this possible. Cardinal Capital connects businesses to capital. It doesn't matter what business that you are in, Cardinal Capital has the resources all across the United States that are willing to help fund organizations of all sizes, life cycles, categories, and locations. Cardinal Capital works with you to craft the best commercial finance package for you to achieve your business goals. Whether you're looking to refinance current debt because of the new government programs and favorable interest rates, or finance new equipment, or maybe you're trying to acquire another business entirely, Cardinal Capital has the resources to make it happen. When lenders cannot do a loan, they seek out Cardinal Capital to help. The Cardinal Capital guys are easy to work with and fun to be around. Contact them today at 225-308-3700 or send them an email at info at cardinalcap.net and they'll be happy to help you with your commercial finance needs. All right, so back on with the show. Joined Don Monastere and Justin Albany. And now we have Kenny Nguyen with us. Kenny? Kenny's in the house. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> Welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Give everybody a little bit of the background. Yeah. So if you asked around, like, Kenny around town, I guess they would say either I'm involved with 368, Strategic Creative Technology Firm, or with Assembly Required, which is a nonprofit that we have that helps connect communities that normally don't get together together so that hopefully innovative ideas can happen. And on the off time, uh, maybe as an investor in Soji Modern Asian. So really try to push the culture and really shine the light on Baton Rouge here. Cool. The For those of you who don't know, Kenny is, very popular in town in the IT and technology space. So I'm so glad you're here to join us in our conversation. We've kind of been talking a lot about, about artificial intelligence and machine learning, large language models and machine learning and all of these different things. What's your take on, on some of the AI and, and chat GPTs of the world? Yeah, are you asking me am I nervous or I'm scared? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to go with it. You know, I'm more excited than nervous, but funny enough, this guy over here, Justin, he called me. You called me like on a Saturday, I think. It was cryptic. I said, hey, I have to tell you a story because I knew that you would call me back immediately if I told you I had a story. This was like 7 a.m. on a Saturday while I was in Vancouver, and I saw that. I was like, I have to call. I'll tell you this. I am excited about it because it can awaken possibilities for people. I think folks that always felt like, they couldn't be part of an industry, can now be part of an industry. So I lean more on the I'm excited for it, but with an asterisk of I always think technology that we can't truly understand because it's so advanced can always fall in the wrong hands. So I'm optimistic, but cautiously optimistic. So, Kenny, one of the things that we've been talking about is, you know, the questions that we get because we're in technology, right? is, hey, what are those jobs that are going to just be gone tomorrow? What are those jobs that we're just not going to be doing anymore? And I, I get calls all the time from students, right? Yeah. Because I, I, I do a lot of work with Southeastern, and, and they're asking me, hey, should I even be considering a computer science degree? Should I be considering? So I think about it from your point of view, like the whole creative side, mm -hmm. right? With Midjourney and some of these other, you know, yeah, tool Dolly, sets, yeah. yeah, Dolly, yeah. you know, that are doing some pretty incredible things, and some really ugly things too, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's not perfect, just like what we've been talking about all morning. What is your position on that from a creative perspective? Because, like, I I don't think like when I think about your team, 
Like, my mind can't generate the kinds of ideas that your team could generate. Tell me about that. You know, crazy enough, this morning I'm part of a Slack channel and called Sunday Dinner, and I saw them asking, this is so interesting. They were asking, like, who is doing workshops right now on the best chat GPT prompts? Right. And I was like, wow, we're getting that niche? Yeah. But then I realized, like, that's where creativity is going to lie is that imagine if you can ask any question now and then your value of what you question is going to give you what you're going to get. So I think the world's <laughs> going to get more interesting because people have to ask better questions. Yeah, the answer is not as important as the question. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that it goes even a little deeper and then it gets really kind of meta because – it's not just the question you ask. It's whether or not what you're asking it to understands what you're asking. And so, like, one of the things— Wait, wait, that, say that again. Okay, <laughs> and I'll give you an example. Instead of me saying, like, hey, I'm trying to figure out how to get Don to invite me out on to his boat on Saturday, what I would probably say is, hey, this is my question. Give me three interpretations of what you think I'm asking so I can pick the one that you really get the most, and I can say that one. Go from there. Because you got to realize that— your ability to communicate is even shaky at best. Right, right. And so then it gets really fun with like, what could you do if you just like say, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. Help me figure out how to say it right. So, so Kenny, when, it, when I think about like actual art creation is, you know, is the paintbrush changing into the prompt? Is the pen yeah. changing? You know what I'm saying? It, it definitely, what's happening right now is that the ability to create. So I think people will be more creative now yeah. because you now have a tool that can heavily speed up the actual execution time now, but now it's going to be a lot of this time. I mean, what's scary is that I was just looking into the Google AI stuff where just in Google Slides now, they're basically integrating where if you just type in something, the images will pop up. And when I saw that, I'm like, oh, my God, even Google Slides is having that kind of work now. This is unprecedented progress, like, in the last, like, year. I've never seen progress in tech, like, happening this much over a span of a year. Well, we were just kind of talking about it before the last break in, in that technology evolves with generations kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. this is not a generational change. This is a on a dime change. And you mentioned Dolly and there's there's Wally or Valley, not not Valley and Dolly. I do like Wally. Yeah, Wally. Great. Wally was the movie. Yeah. <laughs> not not to be confused with the movie. Yes. But the these are large language models that will take audio and you can recreate all you need is a, a couple of seconds of somebody's audio and then you can change their you can recreate their whole conversation with just their voice you can do it live time now and and yeah. same thing with the video they need a couple of minutes of video and now we can have you do anything you want with these two different models that'll totally change things so from somebody who likes to watch a lot of video content how are you going to know going forward, hey, is that somebody real or was that generated content? Yeah, you got to be careful. Yeah. These you know days. who's going to be so rich? The people that figure out how to create the technology to actually be like, is this real or not? Yeah. I mean, that that's that's what I wish like I could get into a little bit more is because think about this. On YouTube now, everyone can take your image and like this because of what you just said, right? I can just scan Don like basically going on air saying everyone can come on my boat on Saturday. And it could not be even true or real. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying this conversation as much as I am. I'm Haggai Davis II, along with Don Monastere. We have uh, Justin Obney and Kenny Nguyen. And we're doing a whole kind of technology dive. with, And the conversation about artificial intelligence, the 
large language models or the chat GPTs, those kinds of things. And, and machine learning is where this conversation is going. Yeah. So I, I, again, we're tech companies and, and we are looking at, you know, hyper growth in all of our organizations. I have questions for you guys. How much now in the interview process are you asking about AI tool sets and AI knowledge? Has it entered into your decision making yet as it has to do with that? Kenny, I'll start with you. Yeah, it has. In fact, uh, the last person we just hired, like we asked them directly, like, how have you used like AI to augment your workflows? I want someone that believes in the potential of technology versus someone that's going to fight against it mm-hmm. because I, th- you have to have a, I personally believe you have to have conviction and a point of view on this kind of stuff now. Like, are you in and you're out? Because if you're going to wait to two or three years later, it's going to be way too late. You're going to be behind the curve. Mm-hmm. I need people now to be like, I am curious about it. That's the bottom line. Like, you have to be at least curious about it to be on TSC. But to get someone that's like, I'm already trying it, and it's significantly speeding up my workflows, I spend more time thinking now rather than doing, that gets me really excited. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Justin, I have a question for you. So average listener out there, Joe business person, Jane business owner, driving across town right now, they're hearing us talk. What are you going to try and tell this person so that they don't just jump out the car, set the hair on fire, and run away from this conversation, <laughs> that this is this is still a good thing? So, so I grew up, my dad painted, and he painted outside in Louisiana, and I painted with him over the summer. And if you've walked outside at 6 a.m., you're like, oh, that that sounds terrible. Yeah, things I never want to do again and, and, in my and, life. And, you know, and he did it every day, and, and he hated it. And, like, so being the optimism, like, you, you're right. People have these fears, but the for me, it's like, okay, let's just play this game. What if it does start taking those jobs away? It's like, does that does that mean we can focus on, like, bigger, more meaningful things now that we don't have to focus on that? And so when you look at it from that perspective, it's like, what can we do if we can take away some of those things. Now, that doesn't mean everything's going to go away, but I think that level of optimism is the easiest way to look at it. You know, at each new interim of technology, brand new worlds became available. We have people trying to, like, they're catching rockets out of thin air right now and setting them back down, real rockets. And so uh, when you look at all these amazing things, like, it's it's really easy to kind of keep that optimism going. And you, and you look at what this tool is going to help us do it's really easy to kind of say, okay, I need to get in there and see, like, what can, what could I do if I started utilizing this? And that question is a fun one to answer. So, you, you know, it's interesting. I've used this analogy before. The, you know, the automobile was, you know, obviously one of those things that really impacted the world, right? People still ride horses, <laughs> <laughs> right? And they typically ride them because they enjoy it as yeah. opposed to it being a utility, yeah, it's the why. And so I know that's kind of a silly analogy because, you know, if you're an attorney and you see that, you know, while ChatGPT can write some really incredible contracts, I don't know that I'll ever be writing contracts for fun, right? Yeah. But, but it, it, you know, obviously that attorney should be accessing that technology to find out, A, how can it enhance his ability how can it make him or her, you know, be more better billable? At, right. Yeah, it'd be better at what they do. So if you're somebody who's not in the technology space that we're in, what's your advice to them? How do they start learning more about this? Yeah. So, look, the first thing I would say is, you know, you've got to educate yourself 
And that doesn't always start with using the tool, but that's how I learned. So, you know, go to OpenAI and get it, make, create an account and recognize that OpenAI is not the only, you know, large language model. There's a number of ways to use AI, but you've got to start using it. You've got to start recognizing the, the, the power that it truly has. And, you know, I've, I spend a lot of time on YouTube pulling up videos and, and we were talking about how fast things are moving. Mm-hmm. I look at something and if a, if a video is more than like two months old, I don't watch it anymore because it's like, well, that's old news, right? Mm-hmm. So I would definitely say, you know, when you're researching that, make sure you're researching relevant information because what literally happened in January is old news today. And so it, you got to, I think it's definitely time to start recognizing that this is not going away. This is not, you know, we can talk about regulation. We can talk about how the government wants to try to hone in some of, you know, what's happening in the commercial free market. Trust me when I tell you this is going to be a tool that every person will use much like a computer. Yeah. I heard a crazy quote when I was at that conference that you called me. (laughs) Uh, They said the rate of change today is incredible. It's as if you took an air conditioning blueprint from today and gave it to someone in the 11th century yeah even though the plans are technically right the person looking at it is like what is this yeah and that that's how far we've evolved which is super scary wow that's a that's that's an amazing analogy okay that's <laughs> that was that, that was great i mean just the fact that this this is moving so fast and and so many people are very fearful of you know the cyborgs and everybody you know the Terminator coming back and all that. That's this is not where this is going. Where this is going is it's it's changing how we use technology. It's not going to take over the world, but it is going to change when as as Microsoft evolves their Windows 12 comes out with and and you mentioned Google Suite has their their built in yeah. and Office 365 or Microsoft 365 now is they're they're putting their artificial intelligence and their chat gpt into it you're going to start using it you may not even know you're using this technology nowadays and you're going to have to start recognizing oh yeah that's what this is you know actually i would love to hear y'all's take on this is that when people tell me that i don't know about using ai i say like you've already been using yeah. ai like can we talk about like just going on like delta.com airlines or even like the iphone like let's talk a little bit about like what AI have you already been using? Like, to me, like, whenever people make that argument, like, I don't want to put my dip, dip my toes in, I'm like, you already have. And it's probably part of your daily life. So without getting too nerdy, like, software is just logic. Yes or no. Yes or no. Yes or no. All the ML is just yes or no's sped up in insane amounts of numbers. And so that's all that you're really, like, if you boil it down, it's just that thing applied to a lot of data. So it's better at it. Right. Well, I, I love to tell people, they ask you about the the cloud and, and people are I'm, I don't use the cloud and you know, have you ever been on Facebook yeah. you're on the cloud all the cloud is using somebody else's computer on the other side of the internet wherever that other side is and so if you're using email you've been using the cloud because yeah. it, it's all out there and when you like Don mentioned earlier spell check that's that's artificial intelligence. That T9 autocomplete back in the Nokia days, <laughs> that was the orig- that was the prediction engine. What yeah. are you going to say? Now, it wasn't that good, but uh, that was it. Yeah. Like, even if you, like, go into a chat, like, an artificial chat room with someone, like, just trying to be like, hey, can you help me, like, make sure my flights are fixed or something like that, that's artificial intelligence. 
right there. Yes, you are talking to a bot. When you're in one, in one of those chats on any one of the large corporations, that is not another human on the other side typing that. You are typing with a machine, and they're really good at understanding what you're saying and giving you back mostly relevant information. All right, so the Internet, and we look at the Internet today as you know, this massive amount of information, massive way to, to get to knowledge, right, to get to data. But if you really go back, the Internet solved one problem that we don't even think about anymore, and it's the network, right? Mm. I mean, connectivity yeah. before the Internet, if you weren't, if you you had to get a direct connection to, you know, building to building or, and you were spending a fortune on, you know, T1s and, and DS3s and all these things in order to get data from point A to point B. I think about, you know, these large language models. What is going to be the one thing that it solves for? Like, what is that root thing that it solves for? Because I think this is bigger than, than the Internet. Oh, man, I think it's communication. Like, honestly, I think that's what it is. Like, the easiest way to see it is the communication barrier with the computer. Because if you look back, the old communication was the old DOS terminals. And then we got the Internet, like you said. We got these web UIs. We got these app UIs. And, we, you know, the communication barrier has been lowered and lowered. We got smartphones. It's in our pockets. But, you know, the other side of the communication barrier has always been our ability to communicate. And now we we're lowering that barrier almost down to zero because we can communicate what we want this technology to do and we don't have to have all this specialized stuff. So like when you talk about do you not need to be a coder, I'm like, no, definitely be a coder. Get really good at communicating as a coder. Right. Get really good at communicating as an attorney. Get really good at communicating as whatever you do. And like then you use the technology now that the barrier is gone. And man, the sky's the limit. Well, and the the you know, and using your 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 example of being you know, go be a coder. The people who are using AI the most right now are coders, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're they're doing they're doing fantastic work because they've got this new tool in their toolbox. It just happens to be, like you said, like built on these massive data sets and can get through those data sets so incredibly fast mm. that it does look like you're communicating, you know, with that, you know, and I, and I hate to use the word sentient being because I, I don't I don't like going down that path because I always remind people, hey, it's it even though it says hang in there, I'm thinking it's not thinking. Right. Yeah. It's predicting. And and we have to remind ourselves because the communication style is so human like that. We start thinking, you know, my, my bot has feelings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's like I mean, there's already like ways that like. I forgot the app name for some reason. Like, um, there's an app that I have that's like backed by the founder of LinkedIn, um, where it made like the prompts actually respond back like much more human, and it made me just go like, dang, like, for people to say like it doesn't sound human, like it's starting to sound a lot more human. That's why my my answer to your question is education. Yeah, I'm really excited about how every child in the world can have a teacher pretty much program for their learning style. Imagine the potential. In every language, someone can learn in the in their in the best way they could possibly learn that's unique to them. Yeah, we're we're really diving deep here, and I hope everyone out there is enjoying the conversation. Even you, Alondra, I hope you're enjoying She's our scared. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> we're you know this is this is something I'm having a lot of fun 
talking about. And I know you are too. Guys, what are some of the things we want to talk about coming up in the next segment? Yeah, I think yeah. education. I, I think, you know, what? how can we get creative and, and what can we kind of summarize and cap what's the good and the bad and the ugly? We're enjoying artificial intelligence, machine language learning, and watching Alondra using AI. Alondra, tell us about your experience over there. Okay, so Kenny yeah. gave me this app called Pi, and it's in, it's like a chat. He's chatting with me, or she, I don't know. It. I don't want to misgender the AI. Oh, but question. You should ask it. Oh my ask. gosh, I should ask it. Okay, wait. We're watching someone use AI for the first time. For the time. first time. And Are this you is fantastic? Some, male somebody who just sat here female. and told us she has no idea. It's all over her head and she was yeah. her eyes rolling in the back of her head. And the excitement on her face right now okay, as wait. she's typing this. I said, is, Are you male? This is, this is really fun. Or to female. Watch. Neither, actually. I'm a computer program. AIs like me don't have physical bodies or genders like humans do. We're just made of bits and bytes. Smiley face. So, Alondra is now is having a conversation with artificial intelligence. Yes. And, you know, for somebody who literally 30 minutes, 30 seconds ago, oh, I don't know anything about this. It's I don't. So over my head. I still don't. She's using the tool. That's I just know the it's difference, talking though. to me. You're using it, though, and that's what everyone has to start doing. Yes. Well, well, I think that the most awesome part there is you can both be confused. Yeah. You're feeling the value of it right now, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Like, it's valuable. Yeah. Even though you were confused. That, that's Wait, amazing. Like, the barrier okay, is gone. I can understand that, like, it is valuable, but what I'm doing right now really isn't because I'm just messing with it. Right. You know? But, but Wait. What? Sorry. Wait. Get on the mic. I said, why isn't that valuable? You're smiling, right? Well, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> and you're learning. You're learning. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, well, go ahead and ask him a question say, about about you know what you do in production. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm a radio producer. Can you take my job? Oh, good question. Let's see if it'd be able to produce a radio show. Haha! <laughs> don't worry, I don't think I'll be replacing any any radio producers anytime soon. And it put a winking emoji. <laughs> While AI programs like me can do a lot of things, creating radio show takes a human touch and creativity. My strength is in processing information. And answering questions, not in creating entertainment for people. I'll leave that to the pros like you. So, like, isn't that what the strike is? The writers or something like that? And, yeah, the writer strike in California or L.A. or whatever. So they don't really have anything to really worry about then. They do have they something do. to worry Actors about. Actors and writers do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It just said, it just said creating stuff. Well, it says creating radio shows. You, you should ask it, like, what's a unique, like, radio topic? show that we can do something along those lines okay yeah like i want you to see the well so, okay earlier i asked it so, i asked it like give me ai topics to talk about and then i said give me something funny to talk about and it's that sure thing one fun topic could be ai art with the adma- advancements of ai technology there are ai programs that create artwork that's actually pretty impressive then ask it a very specific question okay. and say can you give me what the first seven minutes of that segment would sound Ooh. like on AI art? Yeah. And, and and while you're doing that, I'll kind of gloss over something. It said that it wasn't going to take your job. We're talking about these strikes and like a, a big part of that AI safety, you'll hear the term come up called guardrails. And that's really about like the people behind a particular AI or a particular model putting things in place to steer it for the creator's intent. And that's that's probably something we'll dig into a lot later, getting into the intent of what these things are and putting those guardrails in place 
for all these different yeah scenarios. but who's in charge of the guardrails exactly Justin? i mean there's arguments today where it's like imagine asking an ai like is sour cream bad if there's a human that says yes that's program the ai for now everyone's getting sour cream is bad because right. at the end of the day i think the decision might lie with the human then right well i mean it's it's really gonna get weird honestly because <laughs> you're gonna have a lot of players that have a lot of different models and they're gonna have a lot of different motivators and that's why i kind of keep falling back to like the optimism side if we all get in there and we all start putting the things that we want as a collective society in there we have such a better chance of our collective society's guardrails going in place yes yes i i just you know when we think about the good the bad the ugly of ai it could have all three, right? Yeah. Because it is human. It is human. And so the, the question, look, I, I think at some point what we'll, what we'll be talking about instead of cybersecurity is how, you know, corporate espionage is actually injecting incorrect data into LLMs. And that's how we're going to start seeing that. I mean, without a shadow of a doubt. And there'll be conversations about, hey, how do we get more security around our LLM because we don't want anybody – like injecting bad data into that model. So one of the things that is out there now is a thing called Worm GPT. It's an alternative to Chat GPT, but it's helping people create malware and ransomware. And it's it's a it's a large language model that's doing bad things. There are no guardrails. This is actually just the opposite of having guardrails. This is encouraging bad behavior on, on the web. They should be arrested. <laughs> I mean, that yeah, you're there. There is going to be a lot of interesting gray areas because this is very emergent stuff. And so, like everything that has a lot of power for good, it has equal power the other way. I mean, if you take a very controversial one like nuclear energy, it could power the world for eternity, or it could end it. And yeah. so, like we as a society have put guardrails on that. And this is just going to become very interesting as a lot of this stuff starts to be more in the open, even the open source part of the world, and people have a lot of access to and to see what they can do. And it's going to change a lot of things. I personally think right now, like the potential, like we're in a blitz scaling phase of life right now, where everyone's trying to get way ahead of everyone else in AI, and no one's going to stop. Right? Everyone wants that momentum. What's scary about that is there's no handshake agreement on like some kind of like limits of like there's no universal ai ethics agreement right but we're here now like like we're we're living it right now so like get involved yeah. like like start touching it start doing that yeah. like we're at the we're I mean, we're not at the beginning but we're kind of at the beginning yeah we are and so like for for the for most people in the world this is absolutely the beginning so like we need to get involved now and start saying okay let's let's not be fearful of it let's not hide from it let's let's kind of make it this future what we want it's almost like in school we need to start teaching kids how to use the, this as a tool to better educate themselves, not to create their papers for them, but how to, okay, give me the information, start the paper, but then let me embellish it. Let me put myself into that paper because the, the, the chat GPTs are not going to generate a really impassioned paper. If you're, if you're trying to get into grad school or, or if you're trying to get into, you know, or, or trying to just, get a job if it's hi my name is Haggai and I'd like to you know that's not going to work that way because it doesn't have that much emotion it doesn't have passion behind it yet and so you need to use and, and teachers 
really need to get in front of this. They need to learn how to take this technology. Don't be afraid of it. Don't say you can't use it. Don't stick your head in the sand. Find a way to bring it into the classroom because kids are going to be using this the rest of their lives. Yeah. So let's talk about, you know, ethical use and, and morality around that. So I, I've got a great example. And again, think, thinking about it from an education perspective, I recognize very quickly learning is going to change, right? The way you learn is going to change. So as we mentioned earlier, I've published three books and it's a series. It's called Enhanced Life Performance, Enhanced Executive Performance, and Enhanced Corporate Performance. Well, I created a, an LLM just like you did, Justin. You, you know, you want to tinker with it. So I totally got it instructed on all of my books and I asked it, Hey, what's the next book that I should write? Like what would be the next in the series? And it said enhanced team performance. And I thought, okay, that's a pretty good topic, man. And it really does follow that line. And so the question I would have is, is that ethical? Like, should I go down that path? Should I, cause obviously my first three books were written without it, you know, now I'm starting to, I've got this great, you know, tool set here. Do I use it? Ooh, yes. Can I, can I ask you something, though? It's like, let's say this. If the answer is yes, and you just go down and ask it to actually write your book, is that considered your work because it's your prompt? That's a great, that's a great question, and I think that's what we're going to be discussing in years to come because, hey, you know, you can, you can imagine. I said, okay, that's interesting. What would be the, 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 the first 13 chapters? And it gave it to me, and it was fantastic. Ooh. And so, in the next question, could you write the first chapter? But if you took, if but if it, if you gave it the first three books, so it understands how you write. It's my writing. It's when your you writing. And then you said, now what would be the outline of my book? And you use the outline, but then you wrote the rest of it. Now you're using the technology. You're not letting the technology write everything for you. Do you care what's happening in the ATM when you press it, or do you care that the money comes out? <laughs> that's, that's a great analogy. Uh, no, I just want the money to come out. Uh, in certain instances, that's all you care about. Yeah. In certain yeah. instances. Yeah. I mean, right right now, I think we're at the phase of, I want to talk more about the ethics of it, because is that your work or is it not your work? And will the people receive it as your work? Will your opinion, will the public opinion change of you, knowing that if you just embrace it, will they be like, is this not authentically done? Like, that's something we have to talk about, too, is, like, just because you feel this way, will the people accept you yeah. as well? I'm, I'm going to write the book. I mean, it's going to get written. <laughs> so, at the end of the day, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How it happens, at the end of the day, it's like, yeah. here's the book, you know? Do you care <laughs> right. how it's written? I didn't plagiarize. This is the right, book right. itself. Okay, so we, we kind of talked about guardrails and who's creating the guardrails. What are some of the guardrails that should be established around this so that we don't have a worm GPT taking over the world and destroying things. How can we stop this from being a runaway train? Man, that's a tough question. I, since we're so close to the beginning of all of this, I really just think that involvement is certainly the biggest factor. And, you know, I understand it's complex. I understand it can be scary. I understand it's change, but like every major transition has been that and so you just got to get involved with it and I, I really do think great things can come out of it so i love deregulation this is the one point in my life where i thought you know international regulation that we can actually like track is going to be pretty important yeah and it's going to be I, hard yeah it's going to be incredibly hard. hard but i i think it's something we got to start discussing
So this is really, really fascinating. Getting very fun. Um, we've got Alondra over there. She's not said a word because she's she's really fallen into the rabbit hole, <laughs> going so deep with the Chat GPT. Speaking of things you can do, you can't do without. Alondra is just really deep diving into the Chat GPT, the large language model, and she asked it to. We play Family Feud questions in the middle uh, in the breaks. Alondra asked it to give us a family feud question, and it did, and it was a fascinating little question. It was just a fun little question, but here, this is, again, somebody who's never used the technology, was way over her head, and now she's way down the rabbit hole, full <laughs> of the scars from the briar patch already. And and this is what ChatGPT and the large language models can do. Okay, so when we before we left the break, we were talking about guardrails. We were talking about potential, you know, international support for some regulation and and I, while i know that's going to be difficult and guys if we can figure this out obviously they somebody needs to write us a check but at the None end of the zeros. day <laughs> at the end of the day i i think of it from a from a commercial perspective guys google and microsoft and the like they're not slowing down they're not going to slow down there's a lot of things that you're going to hear them talk about as far as guardrails and what we're not willing to do and what we are willing to do. And in the background, you know, they're trying everything they can to get ahead, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, but then they you think about right? at the end of the day. So it's like we're letting these tech companies, like, you see, this is the rabbit hole, then, yes, right? Yeah. We're letting these tech companies determine what's good or bad, then? Right. That's well, and that's that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> I mean, there's also it. nation states that aren't going to slow down. No. And yeah. So at most, like, some of these things are just going to be applicable commercially. Right. So that, that's that's the next step, right? So it's what's what's Nobody's going to slow down commercially. Nation states are not going to slow down commercially. So if we don't wrap it with something, if we are not, we're going to have really difficult, and this leads into cybersecurity, right? Absolutely. I mean, it totally leads Absolutely. into cybersecurity because this is going to be a tool of war if if we allow it to be. And, and I think cybersecurity to some degree might not just be the defensive anymore or primarily the defensive, but more about the verifiability of these things, making sure they are adhering to these regulation and doing a lot of that because ultimately it is a form of security, making sure they're in the guardrails. So we've been saying on Tech Gumbo for years, the next war is not going to be fought, fought with bullets and bombs. It's going to be fought with ones and zeros. Right. And this is the ones and zeros. When you have people like Putin and, and, Chinese government who are Xi Jinping and and their quest for global domination and they have thousands of people they can throw at things to make changes to their benefit as opposed to our benefit that's where the wars begin the stat that was thrown around when I was at that conference was China spends 10x in AI warfare than the US yes that's wild and that's the thing is that people the nations are spending money on this and if we don't have some kind of way to be like, look, we all agree this would be a really not great common f like future here, which is warfare. Let's stop it before it gets to that. Like commercialization, nation like nations working together. That I don't know how optimistic. Opt maybe I'm not an optimist then. Well, I mean, does anybody think the UN is going to do anything about this? I mean, come on. Does anybody think the <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? I don't think the UN's the place to do it, though. I, I don't either, but, but nor, nor could they. I mean, they, the UN can't agree on the time of day. I, I do think government officials should start learning. You know how, like, whenever a government official goes in and starts testifying against a social media platform, yes, it's usually like they don't understand it. They don't understand it. it. But now it's like you're early enough. Get in it now, so you can understand it now, so you can help us. Yes, truly. So when the senator asked Mark Zuckerberg 
do you sell advertising? <laughs> yeah. The senator should have asked the AI, hey, help me bridge the gap to understand what's going on in this company so I can make more accurate regulation and, and legislation around it. And then it should have had smart people around him to verify that what it was telling him was correct. No, man, that's that's fantastic. That's but absolutely. Now it can. Yeah, yeah that's now right. it can, though. I do it. <laughs> okay, so this has just been such a fascinating conversation. Hope you're really enjoying this with us. And we want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission. And that mission is to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed services provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers from Texas to the Carolinas. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through the continuous use of innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 120 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, programmers, and designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of businesses, schools, and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business's strength. This has become a proven formula, so proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need new IT services, new technology, or you just have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. And if you enjoyed our show today, we're here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4, and the show will rerun Sunday at 4. If you missed any part of our show, or you would like to hear any of the previous episodes, check out our podcast, which is available on most every platform, including Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, Overcast, Player FM, and more. And when you're there, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified every time a new episode is posted. If you like our show, if you have some suggestions or want to submit a question, let us know by visiting our website, techgumbo.net. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.